Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Can I Be Funny? I'm JQ and on today's episode is a very funny man, Mr. Darren Walsh. Hello. All right. How's it going? Good. Good. Um, I think it's fair to say that your acts that I saw before Christmas is one of the most unique things I've seen on the circuit. Yeah. How would you sum it up to the listeners? Uh, Well, when I started off, it was just, I literally just had no, I mean, it was just all weird shit. Like I'd put on a pair of underpants and blow up balloons to fanfare music and scream, (laughs) you know, scream Brian sticking down my pants how did that go uh (laughs) well i didn't always i mean i I was just kind of doing it for me really uh who's brian well it doesn't matter does it there's no no no, exactly context to it there's no punchline (laughs) um and then uh, well basically what i'm saying is it used to be a lot weirder really yeah so what i've done now is i've kind of honed it into more of a comedy club okay deliverable way yeah marketable um not marketable (laughs) No, uh, just more uh, tuned for comedy clubs, you know, yeah. sort of an intro and an end and 10 minute segment. Yeah. Just, you know, so everyone has a good night. <laughs> I think everyone did have a good night. So you've got a combination of kind of one liners, isn't it? You've got yeah. your, uh, what would you call it a bit where you hold out the cards? Drawings. Drawing, well, cartoons. Drawings, cartoons. Yeah. And then the audio stuff on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit of a headache. Yeah. It was talking at the gig about how difficult the audio stuff could be how did that all because it yeah well I kind of I've like I spent about a year just dying on my ass by doing a joke and then like there'll be mains hum or something just because the the audio set I, I didn't know anything about audio setups when I started and then now because just through trial and error yeah <laughs> they're like just failing so many times with the audio setups uh I actually I'm more of a sound man now than yes. I am. It's amazing uh, how much you have to learn when you're doing stand-up just for doing all yeah, this stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I've got a backpack full of every sort of um, adapter and XLR socket and everything yeah. for any occasion. What's and the, I, I literally, I can literally plug into any setup now. What's the weirdest adapter you've got? <laughs> uh, that would be uh, an XLR to phono converter because it's weird because you turn an xlr lead into a phono lead that is which, pretty weird which is a bit dodgy because it creates so I, I have unplugged it before and it just kind of creates an almighty snap on the uh, audio system and gives it gives everyone a terrible fright uh is that part of the routine? and pisses the promoter <laughs> off but that doesn't happen anymore like literally i can't like yeah i just turn up and plug into anything nice uh so how did you, um, why did you decide to do, start really hard and go with sound? Because uh, this is exactly what I find. For every, every idea I come up with involves like, oh, that'd be funny if, you know. Because I mean, I, I used to make, I still do. I mean, I used to want to be a music producer. So I spent yeah. a lot of, of a lot of years making bleepy electronic music. So, uh, I, I mean, I don't say I'm a musical comedian, but everything I think, any idea I had, I have is tuned to sound effects just because I spent, spent so much time doing it yes, and yeah. drawings as well because I, I spent well most of my childhood drawing cartoons. So. Yeah, the drawings are pretty good. I was quite... Pretty good? Yeah, pretty good. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's a good compliment. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Just, uh, yeah, no, that's... Uh, yeah, so I mean, that's just how... That, that's the way my brain is attuned to thinking. Cool. So... 
So we both did the same course, not the same time. No. Um, Logan Murray's course. Did you do any stand-up before that, or was that no, your first? Foray? No public speaking, no acting, no nothing. no nothing. So what made you decide to do the course? Uh, I don't like Tuesdays. Uh, I get a bit bored. <laughs> so I thought... I mean, I've always been obsessed with comedy, like, but not stand-up. Like, I know nothing about... I knew nothing about stand-up, literally. Yep. All I knew was Billy, Billy Connolly, that was yep. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't even know, like, Bill Hicks, any, anyone like that. Um, but I was always obsessed with Monty Python, Spike Milligan, all the old stuff. You know, yeah. um, like really obsessed with it. The fast show, big train, like yeah. kind of worship that kind of humor. But uh, yeah, I just, I, I know, I just thought all I wanted to do was just, I, I didn't have anything else to do on Tuesdays, and I thought it'd be nice if I just have a little, uh, do a little stand-up set, and all my mates were there, and that was it. Did and then you... I just kind of thought, oh, I'll just book another one. And then I was like, oh, maybe I'll just do it for another month. And then, oh, maybe I'll just do it till the summer. And like, okay, I'll just do it till Christmas. And now oh, maybe I'll do a couple of... And uh, I'm still sort of... <laughs> I'm not... I don't think... I think I've... Well, yeah. Three and a half years later, here I am. <laughs> Basically, yeah. So did you have any sort of push or did you just come up mm. with it on your own that you wanted to do it? Uh, yeah, just my own. Yeah. Yeah, just myself. But I mean, I've always been obsessed with comedy. Just not stand-up. I mean, yeah, I just didn't think I could do stand-up at all. Some would say I still can't, but there you go. I think that'd be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what did you think you got out of the course that you um, wouldn't have Absolutely got? Absolutely nothing. Really? No. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, all it is, is it's just a kick up the arse, isn't yeah. it? That's all it is. And there's nothing, I mean, I, I didn't do anything, a single funny thing. I was shitting myself until like one, two weeks before the final um, showcase. And then suddenly... It just all sort of clicked together. I realised I didn't have to have punchlines, <laughs> and that the the idea that I had, I could just take the middle bit of it yeah. that I hadn't written an intro or ending for yet, and then just do the middle bit, <laughs> <laughs> and then just go on to the next bit and just do the middle bit of that bit. Have you ever watched uh, back your showcase? Did you record it? Yeah. Have you yeah. ever watched it back recently and to see what it is, how it's compared to now? I did. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I thought it was quite funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good sign. <laughs> uh, yeah. Which was, I was surprised with. I was like, yeah, I could, I should bring that back. Stuff like that. I did one bit where, because I used to have a miniature keyboard, you know, the Casio VL tone. Is it the one that you sort of wear like a... No, smaller than that. Smaller the Casio that. one that plays one note at a time. Oh, right. Okay. Like, uh, I was, I was, I was showing you how big it was. <laughs> For the podcast listeners, the radio it's, it's listeners. that big. Yes. Uh, yeah, and I used to do sing Arnold Schwarzenegger impression, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger songs playing that. Yeah, you do quite a lot of Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions. Do I? Seen. Oh, yeah. well, not much has changed then. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I did one bit. I just sing M people. I go, oh yeah, M people. It sounds better with a moo at the end of it. So it's like, you know, just sing, who do you think you are? And at the end of it, I just get one of those, you know, upside down cow things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just turn that upside down and just went, meh. And that was it. Yeah. And then I go on to the next bit. <laughs> <laughs> so did you um, consciously decide to go with a uh, pun-based comedy? No, I've... I'd never written a single joke until three ah, and a half okay. years ago. Not... Yeah. And then, like, literally, it's just like... I, there must be some sort of growth on my brain somewhere. Yeah. Which has just been enlarged. <laughs> um, in fact, someone was telling me the other day, um, taxi drivers... Because they have to remember so much. Yeah, Is they it an they did it. hippocampus. Yeah, something like that. They yeah. have a they scanned an area of their brain and found it was actually larger. Yeah, because of all the intake of the map, re, the map memory they have to do. Yeah, but, 
I think that's the same with puns. <laughs> and you've got an enlarged punny campus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, literally, I make about three a day now, and I start. I've, I've written like one thousand nine hundred and twelve. I can. I don't think I could even write one. Well, you're lucky. <laughs> you just keep it like that. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, no, it is weird. It's just kind of like a part of your brain, like a muscle yeah. that's just that's just been flexed so much now that literally I just walk around, just you know. But it is weird because I do all this weird on stage weird musical stuff like long set pieces yeah you know like beating up a horse and that that was brilliant i love that bit yeah and then i've got these kind of cheesy dad jokes like puns yeah and they don't necessarily correlate you know it's like hang on uh but it's it's just always been those two things for me yeah like some people most people say oh i liked your one-liners i didn't get the weird musical stuff though or and then other people go yeah i like the weird musical stuff but i don't like i didn't like the puns and it's always it's usually one or the other. It's not often someone says, I like I like both of them equally. Really? Oh, I like yeah. both of them. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. I'm obviously. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is a bit weird having two two acts in a way. Do you know what I mean? So when we did the gig just before Christmas, did you see the guy that was on, I think it was a couple after me, he was just, he was doing puns, but he was doing extremely deadpan. Oh yeah, he's yeah. great. Yeah. He was brilliant. Yeah. And then you're sort of kind of doing the same kind of thing, but... The energy level is on the it's complete tougher. opposite end. I, I think it's tougher doing it like that, yeah. you know, because um, if you, it's like Milton Jones, his jokes are great, but like he wears a Hawaiian shirt yeah. and puts his hair, scruffs his hair up so he looks like an idiot and just yeah. stands there rooted to the spot. And that contrasts the, the daftness of his jokes because it's like this guy who looks yes. like he's serious. And it's the same with um, a lot of one-liner comics, apart from, you know, people like Tim Vine. Um, yes. And I, I think Tim Vine gets a lot of... Um, uh, I I, th- I don't know. I think he gets a lot of slack because he's like, oh god, I can't stand puns, blah, blah, blah. But he he's out there, be, like selling them, uh, in a, a high energy way, which yeah. is really difficult. Because if one doesn't work, you're literally stranded. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, it has to get a laugh. Whereas if you're deadpan, it's still funny. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because when I was watching him, I think he was called Don. Um, yeah. You could see that he it must have taken a lot of effort just to keep that persona going. Yeah. Because if it, if you imagine you tell a joke that isn't funny, yeah, and then no one laughs, and then you just stand there looking like a, a deadpan idiot, you get a, it's just still funny. Yeah. Whereas you know it, it's the same with observational comedy as well. Like, blah 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 blah, punchline punchline blah blah blah. If it doesn't get a laugh, you can just move on. Yeah. And pretend it's part of the same sentence. Yeah. And just brush it under the carpet. Yeah. You know. Whereas with, if you're selling one-liners, going blah 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 blah. You literally stood on stage with your mouth open like an eel waiting for them to laugh. (laughs) (laughs) And if they don't, and it's tougher, you know. But, um, you know, I like it that way. Do you think it's harder when that happens for you? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think so. Yeah. Is it? Um, Do you think when you... Observational comedy is difficult. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying what I did is... I'm not any hero for trying this style of comedy. But, um, yeah, I think it is if you haven't got some sort of... A device of keeping it all flowing along which I don't yeah <laughs> then so because if, if I if one of my jokes kind of fails it kind of makes you go oh and then yeah, yeah then in the next bit you have to say you kind of have to build yourself back up again yeah which takes a little time because you're speaking in sentences if a joke say a pun doesn't work yeah have you got one in the bag <laughs> where you just go pull this out I know this will laugh yeah laugh. yeah I do I do I don't like it 
No. But yeah, but it is kind of like, uh, yeah, you've got all these. The other thing is, I've got a terrible memory as well. Really? Because you need to remember a lot of stuff. Yeah. And then on top of that, I've got a terrible memory. So that doesn't help. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Cool. Um, cool. So our, we have a mutual friend in Tim Rudin. Yeah. And you forced him. You didn't force him. You told him about the course. I forced a Satsuma down his mouth. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't force him. No. <laughs> so it's your fault that I've spent the last three nights with him. Oh, have you? Yeah. What are you doing? We did a writing course here on Monday. Then we did a gig yes um tuesday and then there was a meet up with loads of um ex-students from logan murray yeah on wednesday oh how was that loud yeah um, i didn't want to go to that none of the groups wanted to talk to each too other too many egos <laughs> yeah well that didn't matter because no one spoke to each other really everyone was just sort of in their little i had a feeling it'd be like yeah that. i wasn't sure because some of our friends th- well i thought either he's dying and he's going to tell us all uh he's going to try and sell us something else or he, we've been programmed and he's going to say a trigger word <laughs> and then we're all going to go out on a killing spree. <laughs> Rhubarb. Rhubarb. Agincourt. <laughs> uh, God, yeah. yeah it, was a bit, it was a bit weird. I, it was, yeah, it was a nice night though. I was yeah, chatting yeah. to a few people. Um, but the, when I walked in, I just thought, oh, I recognise you and you and you and you. Didn't realise that they'd done. I know, the that's course. the terrifying thing. Yeah. <laughs> Something you think, oh, he's not very good. Oh, he's brilliant. I better not talk to him just in case. Right. <laughs> How many were on your class? I don't know. Because uh, we had remember. 18. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Do you keep in contact with any of the other guys? Yeah, same around. around. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't pair off and do shows and stuff. I kind of uh, just, I, I just met other people on the circuit that were like-minded idiots. Yeah. There weren't, I, I didn't find anyone was as much of an idiot as I was on the course. So I've, I have since found other idiots off the circuit. Other idiots. So where would you put yourself now on the sort of comedy ladder, as it were? Uh, what kind of... What's on the ladder? Well, Live at the Apollo at the top and me doing a showcase on the bottom. Uh, are you being paid for gigs? Are you being asked to do stuff? Or yeah, are you yeah. still doing the I mean, asking? I don't know. People sort of say, oh, I'm semi-pro or yeah. blah, blah, blah. Uh, I don't know, quarter pro. Quarter pro. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's all changed now, isn't it? Yeah. Ten years ago, similar position, probably would you be able to quit your job, but not, not you know, pay the mortgage. I mean, you'd still be skint, but you'd yeah. probably be able to just scrape a living from it. Yeah. But nowadays... It's all changed. It's a bit too high. Cost so money, isn't it? I, I think even when you're gigging all over the country yeah. as a job and comedian without a TV profile, you know, yeah. the old fashioned way, going around clubs, making money that way, I still think you'd be struggling. Yeah? Yeah. Have you? Do you think it's changed since you, because you've been here for three and a half years, do you, have you seen a change since you started doing it properly yes. to now? Yeah. yeah even in that time. Just loads of people doing it. Really? Yeah. Less gigs. Uh, well, no, well, more competitive. Yeah. You know. Didn't it, the standards got higher or is it just... The standards got higher, yeah, because more people are doing it. Yeah. So, obviously, the more the more people, the more good acts you have, yeah. the more bad acts you have. Yeah. I saw a few bad acts last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's not... It's, uh, have you think you've got anyone that's like a sort of rival? A rival? A rival. Anyone that kind of does the same sort of thing as you or do you think you're no. fairly unique out there at the moment? 
Uh, oh, right. Uh, no, I don't think so. No. I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. I've seen people use cards, but as part of a normal sort of yeah observational comedy routine. And a few people do music, but I don't think I've seen anyone combine all three in one. <laughs> no, uh, it's, well, it's a real headache, that's why. <laughs> it really is. So you do a lot of um, writing jokes on Facebook? I do. Well, yeah. I do indeed, yeah. yes. Uh, and on Twitter. Do you, do you find you just sort of think of a joke, I'll put it on Facebook and see yeah, what no, the reaction is? <laughs> yeah, no filter or quality control. No. Whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people think of all, like, write, write all their jokes and then pick the best ones to put on yeah. Twitter and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'll just think of it, what, it just goes straight on. Yeah. If, like, if I write it on the tube, just come out of the tube, I just go whack, just go straight up. If thinking of another one, that just goes straight up as well. There's no... Uh, <laughs> uh, there's no quality control. What's the average reaction, do you think? Uh, it's, if I'm on it, if I'm honest, when I started, it was just like, they were pretty shit. Right. Uh, and now they're still shit, but there's some really good ones as well. Yeah. I think. Uh, there's a couple I'll just read and go, that's really good. Yeah. And other ones I think, what? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, some of them only work on Facebook because you put words in between. Yeah. Yeah. I used like one was um, Magnum P.I. And it was the word Magnum with the pi symbol as the N. No, yeah. the U. Mag- no, the N. <laughs> the N, yeah. Uh, which obviously, that doesn't work. No. Because <laughs> sometimes you can turn the fonts upside down. Yeah, that's I've, something I've just discovered. That's why I did pineapple upside down cake. Yeah. Thought, just the cake was upside down. I've seen a few like tweets from other people where the, and all the, their name is upside down. I think, how on earth... Do you do that? Yeah, there's uh, there's some. What, there's just just Google it. Oh right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not a massive um, mystery. What's been the best reaction to one so far? To a pun, uh, probably the, the royal baby joke. You know when um, uh, the Duchess went into labour. Yeah. Um, and David Cameron was like, "I thought she was a Tory." No, when she went into labour and um, uh, everyone was tweeting about it, I I just tweeted, uh, "Prince William's heir is falling out." And that made it. It got, it got featured on Australian national news. Really, and uh, loaded magazine, and uh, I think it was it was in, uh, was it Absolute Radio's top tweets of the year and stuff nice. like that. Um, so yeah, that was definitely the best best reaction. You, Not necessarily the best joke. Evidently. It's good. <laughs> um, sometimes, sometimes I, someone tells me a joke and I literally don't get it. <clears throat> <laughs> like when we do when we do writers we do a writer's thing about once a month and someone will say a joke and I and everyone's laughing their head off I I, I don't understand oh like, no there's like at least one joke a month that's literally can... the worst interviewer ever I know <laughs> <laughs> no it's literally once a month I just completely don't understand the joke you should, get a, you should get a chat show on like BBC Prime Day <laughs> <laughs> get like famous acts on and they're telling you all their hilarious anecdotes and you just go right. I don't get it I don't get it <laughs> I don't get it um, yeah because uh Whenever there's the Edinburgh Fringes on, they usually have the best joke of the fringe, fringe is like something that Tim Vine's written because yeah, they're quite short. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you think you'll get there? You'll get one of them best of the Well, that's ones? just so random. It, it really is, yeah. Is it just because his newspapers can just print that very quickly? Yeah, I mean, who's to decide what the best joke is? Do you know what I mean? It really is random. I mean, look at all the top. It's I think Dave's, was it Dave's TV does it now? Dave's yeah. joke of the fringe. If you look at... Um, all the previous top lists. I mean, everyone was go really or like 
oh, why didn't that one get in? Or blah, blah, blah. It was a Chinese Whisper this year. Yeah, Rob Orton. Which was, it's all right, but it's not amazing. Um, well, there you go. I mean, it's all subjective. Everyone's yeah. got their own opinion. So that's why it's just so random. I mean, yeah. uh, I know one guy on the list who, uh, the, the people who were judging it saw him at another gig before Edinburgh. They didn't see it at the Fringe. So and then they emailed him to say, did you do that joke at the Fringe? And he went, yeah. And I went, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so do you know what I mean? It's like... It's all lies. What? Well, technically it's not. It's just like lazy... lazy yeah, very lazy journalism. <laughs> yeah, lazy uh, joke judging. Are you going up to Edinburgh this year? I think so. You think so? I think so, yeah. Have you got a show or... I'm doing Leicester for an hour. Ah, cool. Doing my first hour at Leicester. How's that been uh, preparing for that? Um... It's tough. It's tough doing an hour of when you're doing puns and because yeah. all my jokes are really short and it's like it is a bit like sitting a, an exam because you're like, huh? Oh, you're like, eh, what's the next one? Oh, right, yeah, I get it. So your brain's constantly trying to figure out what the do they lead into one to another or it's just completely? No, they're all completely. completely ran- do you do them randomly or do you have a set? Pretty randomly, yeah, yeah. So you just don't know what the next one's going to be. Well, what I, I, I like to just do audience interaction in the middle of it. That that's kind of one way I get around doing an hour. I, well, I haven't done an hour. Yet. I did half an hour last year, but yeah. one way I got around, um, kind of breaking up the relentless, just standing there doing one liners and weird yeah. stuff, is interacting with the audience. So you go, yeah. What do you do for a living? Or what do you do for? And just do that, and then make a pun out of every single profession they do. And uh, that that works quite well. Because yeah, did it, you it, do that at the end of the before Christmas? I did. Yeah, that yeah. one didn't go as well. <laughs> I went. What do you do for a living? And he went. Uh, I'm a I'm an environmental uh, pseudo psycho analytical. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I was like, okay, <laughs> make a joke out of that. Yeah, because I wasn't sure. Have you got like a? Because Al Murray does that quite a lot. He has when he talks to the crowd, doesn't he? And he's yeah. got like a list of things he must be able to come out with. Do you just do it on the spot or yeah. have you got stuff ready Both. to go? Both, yeah. yeah. What's the best job that someone could say? God, I mean, the, I, I don't know. Anything original, like the best one I had, someone said I work in a jam jar factory. I mean, <laughs> I, just, I felt like a light had just shone on me and I kind of was like, I just put my hands together and I looked at the sky and I was like, thank you, God. <laughs> um... I said, well, this is a good opener, you know, and stuff like that. And uh, I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I promise I won't tell that joke anywhere else. And she was like, okay, then. And then I shook hands with her. And I'm like, it's a jam-packed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'll preserve that one for later. But um, yeah, uh, I, d- I can tell you the worst profession is like someone goes, uh, project manager or, or, you know, these media jobs. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm... Uh, Assistant director for a uh, animation company specialising in uh, dynamic uh, interaction, and you're like, right, okay, cool. So, have you been on holiday lately? <laughs> uh, yeah, because I, I don't know if you <clears throat> saw my little bit of audience interaction. I used, I asked the audience or a guy in the audience, what's the most manly thing you did on the weekend? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember now. Yeah, because about three weeks before. I was at a gig and there's a guy in the front row who was like a sort of nerdy techie guy. Yeah. And no, he's a scientist. And the MC Daryl Perry, he was chatting to him. He was really up for Daryl Perry. I love that guy. (laughs) Absolute legend. Welsh guy who loves hip hop. (laughs) (laughs) He was having fun with him in the audience. I knew he was up for a laugh. Yeah. We found that everyone in the audience knew he was a scientist. He was a bit nerdy. Yeah. So first thing I said to him, for the purpose of this joke, what's the most manly thing you did? Got a laugh. Then he went, uh, I had sex with a woman. That got a laugh. Yeah. 
And then as soon as he said sex with women, I knew exactly. I said, George, was that a lie? That got a laugh because everyone thought he was a nerdy man. So I got three laughs in the space of 30 seconds. But then when I did it at the gig you was at, I said to the guy, what's the most manly thing you did? And he just spent 30 seconds going, um, uh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, ruins it. It just yeah. crashed and burned at that point. I just didn't have anything yeah. to come no, back the, with. The worst thing an audience member can do is not say anything. Yeah. So when, like the worst thing possible, like even heckling going, you fucking, fuck you, blah, 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 whatever. The worst thing you do is like in the middle of a joke, someone just goes, bollocks like, just when you get to the punchline <laughs> yeah. and then obviously you go okay i'm going to address this now because you just read the joke and then you go what did you say and then they just sit there in silence that's the worst thing yeah and you go okay you don't want to say anything right <laughs> it's just much trouble with hecklers no not really because i yeah i've been doing this for about seven months you basically don't see any heckles really on the open mic circuit no I think most people when they watch my my acts just kind of just kind of going like what's he going to do next yeah sort of thing and then I went to a proper gig in inverted commas at the 99 club on Leicester Square oh yeah so three pro comedians and I saw more heckles in the space of 10 minutes than I've seen in 7 months yeah because it's a proper sort of weekend club stag do's head do's and all that yeah it was like a boozed up Christmas party thing yeah and they had a hard time struggling with those heckles because they were just random. People yeah. were sort of shouting out and <clears throat> there wasn't anything funny to come back with. So yeah, I mean, people groan. You know, when I do, I go, I'll, t- I'll tell a few puns, I'll just go, like that. Uh, and I, I'll sort of say, well, you know, I didn't like people who didn't used to appreciate puns, but now they've grown on me. <laughs> <laughs> Does that win them around? <clears throat> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Did it last night. Did it work? Yeah, yeah. 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 I, do you, sometimes I like the gig <clears throat> again that we was at. There was a guy, there was a chef guy, chef guy that was still standing on the left hand side. Um, who was James Shakespeare's MC was kind of riffing with a bit. And I'd asked James in the interval, Who should I talk to in the audience? He said, Don't talk to the chef guy because he's had enough. And then right. when I was on stage, I could see him out the corner where I just sort of folded arms, just sucking the life out of me do you ever find right. that yeah yeah just concentrate on one person and then <clears throat> they just suck all the joy out of yourself yeah yeah it's not nice looking at someone with their arms folded just kind of like absolutely completely had enough yeah you know? which it often isn't the fault of you it's usually like sometimes if you go on the night's been running they've got too many acts on yeah because I thought like that, that night was quite nice because it was three people doing tens and yeah. there was us in the middle doing fives, there's four of us. And yeah. then there was you and the other guy doing, was it 20 at the end? Yeah. Because that was yeah, a nice kind of mix. Because normally it's just five minutes, next one, next one. Yeah, next yeah. One. That's the way they should do most nights. Yeah. yeah, I think the most I've seen in one night is 18. <sighs> was that was that We Are Funny Project? No, this was at, um, Electric Bin? Mouse. Electric Mouse. In really? Westminster, yeah. God. I think it was 18 or 20 I've people. I've done a gig on. when I first started about 20, it was over 20. That's too many, isn't it? Yeah, with uh, three in, three sections. Three sections? Yeah, and I, I got brought on at quarter past 11. I like to be on the train home at quarter past 11. Everyone does. <laughs> every, every comedy night should finish at half 10. Yeah, definitely. Uh, because I, I think it's better for the club as well, because people hang around until until 11 talking about the night. Yeah, so they go, oh, who's buying like, drinks? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, buying drinks, exactly. Yeah. Every every gig should start at eight and finish at half ten, and that, that would benefit everybody. Benefit yeah. the audience, the punters, 
the axe, you know. Because yeah. um, Rudy's is shut down now. Has it? Have you ever done Rudy's? Uh, yeah, a while ago. Yeah, because um, I had Masood on that was running the night with Daryl, and we were talking in the podcast that the bar upstairs was completely empty. Right. When the comedy was on. Oh, now God. It, now it's shut down, the whole bar shut down. Oh, right. It's a bit of a shame. Yeah. What, what do you think makes a good comedy night? Uh, what makes a good comedy night? Um, well, a good compare. Yeah. Someone, staying on time is the most important thing. Yeah. Everyone's keeping to their time. Uh, a varied lineup. Because basically at the end of any comedy night, like you, when you go to a comedy night and you, you get in the train home. Yeah. The one thing that everyone talks about is like, who did you like? Who didn't you like? And everyone's got an opinion. Yeah. Everyone will say... I didn't like that. I didn't get it at all. And the other one, oh, I did like that. Oh, I didn't like him or blah, blah, blah. That guy talking about Lego, what a prat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's what, that's what to me, a comedy night is all about. So yeah. it's giving the audience a wide range of what's out there. It's not all just the same yeah. stuff. Like some, some bloke going, oh, look at that guy in the check shirt. Hey, bro, back mountain. Yeah, so I think it shouldn't just be yeah, I mean, when I say varied, I mean varied styles, you yeah. know, not varied sexes or varied, you know, I think it's just literally styles of comedy should just vary that, you know. Yeah. Um, Have you got a favourite comedy sort of venue at the moment that's doing well? Well, comedy venue, I don't know about venue, but comedy night. Or comedy night, yeah. Uh, Pull the Other One is pretty damn good. That's just a crazy sort of borderline cabaret type comedy night. It just... Ah proper weird it's proper mental weird stuff where is that one um they've got two there's one in nunhead um and there's another one i can't remember now because i haven't heard of that one yeah it's for like pretty out there stuff right okay some of my whimsical tales of children's parties no (laughs) (laughs) no um god i can't think now but yeah there's so many gigs out there i mean i did angel last night yeah, which was lovely. That was really nice. That's probably one of the best open mic gigs at the moment, I think, isn't it, Angel? Well, it's open mic and pro. Yeah, uh, Daniel Simonson opened, who's brilliant. Yeah, so yeah, I really enjoyed that. You know, um, yeah, I mean, Angel's always good. There's loads. There's, I mean, every gig's different, really. You yeah. can, you can't say one gig is great all the time because invariably the nature of comedy is it. Sometimes, no matter what you do, it just doesn't work. Or yeah. sometimes, for whatever reason, it does work. Like I've I've had a gig in a Witherspoons. Like some guy, the guy arranged it. You know, I mean, you've had this as well. People who arrange comedy nights, uh, some sometimes just don't have a clue. They've never <laughs> even arranged one in their life. Yeah. And this, you'll turn up. I turn it to Witherspoons, and it was just a Witherspoons. <laughs> There's no stage. It was a Witherspoons right. with a microphone in the middle. <laughs> that was it. So it was like this is going to be terrible. I was Did like, the XLR phono adapter. I had out. a good. I really enjoyed it. I was like. Everyone was just, everyone turned around and just started laughing. For some reason, everyone yeah. loved, loved <laughs> one-liners and all the stuff I was doing. And I've had other ones where I'm just going, yes, this is going to be good. And it's just like, ah. Uh. <laughs> I usually find it's the opposite of what you think it's going to be. No. No? No. It's random. Random. Yeah. I've had a, yeah. Because if it's the opposite of what you think it's going to be, you know it's, you know what it's going to be. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> So how often are you um, gigging a week? Uh, three to... F- I'm doing four this week. Which ah, is usually, cool. I think three is optimum. Yeah. I think. Because if you do any more than that, you get bit burnt out. Yeah. And if you've it, got a day job, that is. Yeah. If you haven't got a day job, then just... All do kids. F- uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I can only manage two at the moment, which is... 
which is fine, but not optimal, really. How many kids you got? Two. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a bit tricky. So kids and comedy don't go... I can make jokes about the kids. Great. good. Okay. Uh, I'm doing stuff about kids' parties being... Um, exactly, a kids' party is exactly the same as a drunken night out. Right. And trying to find the analogies there. Um, you got anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, I'm doing my first hour show at Leicester Comedy yep. Festival on the 15th. It's called yep. Chicken Meow. Chicken Meow. Uh, the first half of it, I'm going to be dressed as a chicken. Yeah. The second half as a cat. <laughs> with a little interval. <laughs> Still haven't fully worked it out. <laughs> uh, and I'm also doing the same show, Chicken Meow, at Brighton Fringe in oh, May. Oh, cool. Brilliant. Uh, first four dates. And Twitter handle? Uh, the Giant Tweets. The Giant Tweets. Check it out. One, yeah. Yeah, follow me and then unfollow me <laughs> <laughs> when you realise how many jokes I post. <laughs> so that's uh, it for this episode of Can I Be Funny? I've been JQ. I've been Darren Walsh. Thank you for having me. J- hey. JQ very much. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.